Well, hello, 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 everybody. How are you? Thank you so much for tuning in to this live broadcast. I'm so blessed that I'm able to go live on Facebook. All right, I'm gonna let a couple of you guys get on. Um, I probably do look a little bit tired, so before you guys start leaving comments about how tired I look, uh, I have been feeling a little under the weather the last 24 to 48 hours, a little bit sick. Uh, but I've been praying for a swift healing and already am feeling a lot better today. And there's just so much work to be done. But I will tell you, it's very important that we find rest, right? And rest will do a lot. Rest does a lot of good. So I did rest last night. Praise God. I wanted to thank so many of you for your prayers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your prayers, your, your kind messages. They just mean so much to me. And I just really appreciate you guys. This community is equally important to me as it is to many of you. I know many of you say I'm so thankful for this remnant community. Well, I'm thankful for this remnant community. So I wanted to just start off um, in reading a scripture. And um, the scripture is Proverbs uh, 5, 1 through 2. Five, Proverbs 5, 1 through 2. And uh, I'm just going to pull it up. And it says here, let's see. Proverbs 5, 1 through 2. My son, attend unto my wisdom and bound thy ear to my understanding. That that was that. Gosh, I'm actually having some, uh, for some reason, it's the live stream keeps going down. I don't know why I'm on, I'm on Wi-Fi. All right, let me read it from the Amplified here. It says, my son, be attentive to my wisdom, godly wisdom learned by costly experience. Incline your ear to my understanding that you may exercise discrimination and discredition, good judgment, and your lips may receive knowledge and answer wisely to temptation. All right, why is that so important? In other words, don't be distracted. There's so many things that are set up right now to distract us as believers, so many different things, so many different things to confuse us, so many different things to get us discouraged, so many different things to cause us to feel a certain way. And what I find that the enemy tries to do, especially with remnant believers, is he tries to get us to be so distracted that we're not about the business of the Lord. And uh, we're gonna go over a lot of different things today. And please feel free to leave uh, your question below because I just think there's a lot of different things we need to talk about. Now, of course, I wanna just say thankful for what happened in Virginia uh, many of us prayed very hard for the uh, gubernatorial race there and very excited to see that the state of Virginia has gone red again. I know some people are concerned that uh, this gentleman may be a rhino, but hey, you know what? If you live in Virginia, I know you're celebrating right now. Uh, there's been many egregious things that we've been seeing happening in that state, and it is very determinative who's in the governor's seat. So very thankful that uh, we won that. Um, I know the Drudge Report and some of the mainstream corporate media are trying to play this out like, look, they did it without Trump. And, uh, but I, I think they're just trying to uh, mislead the uh, conservative movement. And they're trying to say that like, we don't need Trump and it's better without Trump. I don't agree with that. I think many, many people still uh, really do stand with President Trump and, and really believe in the America First candidates and the people that he's trying to endorse and uh, changing the Republican Party, getting rid of the rhinos, Republican in name only. And so I think it was a great victory and I'm excited. Um, you know, I think it's a win and hey, a win is a win, right? And we've been praying for a win and things are changing and they're shifting and people are rising up and Christians are becoming more serious about their faith and going deeper and 
People are getting saved all over the country. I've never seen the harvest so ripe. And so the enemy wants us to be distracted. He wants us to be discouraged. He wants us to be uh, focused on other things rather than what the Lord would have us to do. Uh, but God is, is showing us this through his Holy Spirit that we can't allow these distractions and division. Listen, people think, you know, sometimes if I post a post like, oh, it's about this person or oh, it's about that person. You guys have to understand, I get hundreds of emails literally a day. And, uh, and people are telling me about divisions in their family and disagreements and divisions in their church and people that have backstabbed them and all this infighting. And that's why I post about it so much. So, you know, people are always looking for like some, you know, is it a cryptic message that Pastor Todd is sending? That's not how I roll, guys. I mean, I know it may look like that sometimes, but I just want you to know, these are things that many Christians are dealing with. And so when I hear a, a reoccurring theme, we usually try to address it and, and just to speak truth over it. Because the, the truth of the matter is, is that we don't want to be, uh, you know, divisive people. We don't want to, you know, we want to be a, a divisive unity with the true body of Christ. That's really, really important, you know. And, and one of the things that Pastor Jack Hayford, he was somebody that, really helped me in the early years in the ministry. I went to the King's College and Seminary and so was under his leadership. He was the chancellor and taught some of the classes and I worked with him at the School of Pastoral Nurture. I was very young, uh, very young pastor at the time, but that was a unity-driven ministry where pastors would come together and you know, there's a lot of infighting. There's a lot of attacking right now. Let's just be real. And you know, we've probably seen this for a while, but you know, we're working out our salvation with fear and trembling. You know, we're walking this thing out. It's our faith journey. We're inquiring of the Holy Spirit. We're testing the spirits. We don't always have it right. There's no one that always has it right. You know, the thing is, is that that's why we're working this thing out, you know? And he always used to tell me, I think I'm dropping things here. Uh, he always used to tell us, you know, be a device of unity when able, when possible. Focus on the, the 99 things that you agree on rather than the one or two things that you disagree on. Because Satan you know, the, the demonic, they're always trying to get us to be, you know, distracted, divided, infighting, because that keeps us from, you know, our main mission. And, and we can be very effective if we're focused on the main mission of souls and standing for truth and pushing back. Because ultimately, and I've spoke to several leaders recently, we all were talking about this, I think it's absolutely true, is that, you know, what's happening in DC, what's happening in politics. Of course, it's important. I talk about it often. It's definitely important. But the most important thing is the church is the head, not the tail. The most important thing is that the, the body of Christ is truly standing, is truly pushing back, is calling out, you know, unrighteousness, areas of sin, is, is speaking the full Bible, getting people equipped, you know, delivering people, getting people set free, being about the kingdom business. If the church in America does that effectively, then ultimately the entirety of our nation and then our world will change. Because if the church is really doing what we're supposed to do and occupying until he comes, it says the anointing breaks the yoke of bondage, right? So these are all very, very important things. And if we focus on these things and we stay in the spirit and we don't let the enemy distract us and attack us, but it's not, e it's not easy. And that's why I'm talking about it. Because when a family member comes against you or when a good friend or something, that can be very painful. And so, uh, you know, we have to navigate these things. Uh, many families are arguing over the V right now. I hear it every single day. In fact, even our own family is having some contention in this area. You know, crazy. Not my immediate family, but, you know, our, our greater family. 
and to hear these things, it's just so, it's upsetting. I mean, there's, you know, there's people that literally say you can't come and, and see us unless you're, you know, you're vaccinated and these, you know, this stuff is going on right now. And not only are people dealing it, you know, with it in their work and having to, you know, face that challenge and very difficult decision of taking a stand for our conscience and our faith and, you know, not, not doing certain things that the government is even mandating us to do. That's hard. But, you know, there's uh, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. That's, they had to do that very thing. So many of us are now having to do, it's almost like a biblical thing. We're having to literally take a stand uh, for what we believe, and it's not easy. And then at the same time, some of us are dealing with family disagreements and people that are just off the charts in our own family. And, uh, and this is, a, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to navigate. So we've got to stay in the spirit. And we can't let these things hold us down or get us distracted or get us discouraged. That's going to be a challenge, friends. But we can do it because we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So we cannot be distracted by these things. We've got to continue to press ahead in victory and know that the Lord is with us. He's our rod. He's our staff. He's going to get us through this. And sometimes you just got to take a stand. And you know what? Let the, let the cards fall where they may. You know, somebody's not going to agree with you. They're going to manifest, you know. Here's something. This is a big nugget, a big nugget. And I think that this is going to help some people as they listen to this. Some of you are listening live and others are going to listen later. But this is a big nugget. When somebody's attacking you and they're not in Christ, even though we want to engage that person because they're attacking us and they're saying something very vicious, they're saying something very hurtful. Most of the time, just to be honest with you guys, you're arguing with a demon. Okay, you're not arguing with the person. You're arguing with the demon. And so here's the thing about that. You're not gonna win an argument with the demon. So the best thing to do is disengage and just de-escalate the situation as much as possible and go fight it in the spirit because you're arguing with the demon and you're not gonna win an argument with the demon even though you're right, okay? The, the battle is not against flesh and blood. So, you know, we see a family member. We see even a spouse if they're not in Christ or, you know, and, and, and they could be, you know, saying some very hurtful things, very painful things. And, and, and you know, we want to respond and react and we want to punch back. We want to hit back because that's our, our human, you know, response is like, I'm going to, I'm going to get this person. I'm going to get him real bad. Right. But you know what? That does nothing. There's no fruit that comes from that because we just get ourselves in deeper, you know, in a hole and this vicious, horrible fight. And what is the point of that? Right. So it's better to just disengage and pray for that person because you're arguing with the demon in many cases. And we have to understand this, okay? Now, that's, that's one thing. So we understand that even though the person is, is attacking you in the natural, it's really a, a demonic influence, okay, in many cases, especially as a believer. Because again, back to what I was saying in the beginning, it wants us to be distracted. It wants us to be focused on that. So we're so, so encompassed by that attack and the warfare that we're not doing what the Lord would have us to do that day. Does that make sense? So the Lord has something for us to do each day. The Lord, the Lord has a mission. The Lord has, you know, we want to be in God's perfect will. And the enemy seeks to torment, to distract, to attack, because these are ways that it, it's proven. It's effective against people of God. But we can respond and react to this in a way where we identify it. And we say, you know, what? this is demonic attack. This is, that's what this is. Even though that person is saying something hurtful, even though that person is coming after me, it's actually demonic attack. And I'm not saying that the person is demonized. They're influenced by a demonic entity or it's, you know, sometimes they are demonized. It just depends. 
You know, so we have to be mindful of this and say, I'm not going to argue with the demon. Clearly, this is a spiritual attack. I'm going to back off and I'm going I'm to pray and intercede in the spirit and break this thing because the battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against strongholds and principalities. Does that make sense? Now, here's another big nugget, okay? And, and I really think these things are important because they've helped me tremendously over the years, okay? And, and again, I don't know everything. I, have, I, I do not have it all figured out. I'm not perfect. I have many, many flaws, just so you guys know. Uh, but these are, I think these are very crucial and they're biblical methods, okay? And, and we can back them by scripture and, they, and they're proven effective, okay? The other thing is this, as a pastor, I'm just gonna be honest. Many times I say something, I'm a public figure, okay? We're navigating through a very intense minefield in this hour, and I know you are as well, especially if you're outspoken, especially if you're a leader, especially if you're out there, okay? And there's gonna be times, I had to learn this a long time ago, Almost every time I preach or say anything, somebody is offended. Somebody is angry. Somebody writes me a letter. I'm telling you, it's like clockwork, especially if I'm speaking in a church service. There's, and, you know, again, we're, we're speaking sometimes off the cuff, even though we have the sermon prepared and we've studied and stuff. But sometimes I'm just saying stuff off the cuff, you know. And, and you know, I do make mistakes in my, in my speech sometimes. But the thing is this, is that even if you're speaking 100% truth, and everything is perfect what you're saying, people get offended. Now, I'm just gonna tell you, there's, there's things about the gospel, there's things in the Bible that are offensive to people because the Bible, truth is offensive, okay? Because it, what it does is it, it sheds a light on sin. So truth is gonna be offensive. So if you say something and sometimes, you know, people are gonna be offended by it, don't worry about that, okay? If the Lord told you to say it, okay? But do it in love, and, and the other side of that is don't go after somebody and try to attack them or, you know, prove your point or whatever. It's not worth it, okay? So, you know, we're all learning this. It's, it's all, you know, we got to navigate through this, right? But when you say something and somebody's offended, there, there's people that walk in the spirit of offense, okay? And there's, there's also heresy hunters. There's these people, I'm not even kidding you guys, that scour through my videos and other pastor videos and they just look for like anything that you might say that where they could say, oh, look at him, He's wrong. She's wrong. Look, they're not a real Christian. You know, that, that's the enemy. Okay, that's the enemy trying to accuse because Satan is the accuser of the brethren. And many, many people today in their brokenness also walk in a spirit of offense. Okay, so we've got to be mindful of that. And here's the thing that I do. And this has really helped me. And it took me a long time to get to this place. But I think this is a good nugget. Okay, if you feel like what you're saying is, is, is true before the Lord, it's righteous, you have good intention, there's nothing bad, but you've hurt somebody, okay? If you've hurt somebody, we don't wanna hurt people as believers because what people do is they use that and say, oh, I tried Christianity and Pastor Todd Coconut, he hurt me, he said this. And then, and then they use that as an excuse. Now, even though they're absolutely wrong in doing that and that's a total assignment of the enemy and it's just a deception in their mind, you know, but it's something that the enemy uses. He uses the spirit of offense. Here's how you break this, okay? And this is hard. I call it eating humble pie, okay? Sometimes it's just better to eat humble pie. What do we got to lose, okay? We're about souls. We're about the kingdom, right? So somebody's offended by something Pastor Todd said. They want to talk to me, okay? They want to talk to me. That's an open door for me. Okay, now I'm not going to sit here and let them abuse me or be mean or mean-spirited, okay? That's not, I'm, I'm a man and I'm going to stand. And, you know, even if you're a woman, it doesn't matter. 
you can stand up for yourself. I mean, I know some great mama bears out there that are standing right now, let me tell you, okay? Uh, but what I'm saying is like, it doesn't matter who we are. We can stand up and we can push back. We're not to be a doormat. We're not to be walked all over as a believer, okay? We're not to be weak. I know some people think that. We're not to be weak, but we're to do it in love, okay? We're to do it in love. So I just tell people if they're rude or they're disrespectful, they're mean-spirited, I say, listen, I understand that you're upset right now, uh, but here's the deal. I have respect for myself, and unfortunately, I don't let people talk to me that way because it's just something that I've learned. So I'm going to bless you, but I'm going to leave this conversation because this is not a fruitful conversation. If you want to come back and you want to talk to me when you're more calm or you're able to respect me, then I'll talk to you because I love you in Christ but I'm not going to let you abuse me. So there, that's a way just you can just get out of it. Don't sit there and just be a doormat. Don't just sit there and be abused because that's not what God would intend for us, okay? But here's the thing. If, if somebody is genuinely hurt and they're seeking, you know, some type of affirmation, most of the time it's their brokenness, okay? They're, they're genuinely hurt or maybe you did do something wrong because, hey, we're not perfect. Maybe you did do something wrong. Maybe you just don't see it yet. You know, there's been times when I was wrong and I didn't see it. Until the Holy Spirit finally showed me, I was like, oh my gosh, I was wrong. I call it eating humble pie. It's a blessing, and here's what it is, okay? You gotta eat humble pie. What you do is you go to the person, you say this. You say, look, I did not intend to hurt you. And what I said, I said in a way that I didn't mean to hurt you. I, I, it's not my intention. I'm not intentionally attacking you. But if I did hurt you, I wanna repent to you, and I'm sorry. And just know that I love you, and that was not my intention. Here's what happens when you do that. It breaks the assignment of hell, okay? It breaks the assignment of hell. Because, you know, in counseling, this is something that you're taught. And I'm a Christian counselor, so I'll explain this. It's a very big nugget. It's a big one. When you're doing couples counseling, okay, people come, and the first thing they do is they say, he did this, he did that, he did this, or she did that, or she's doing this, or she's doing that. The best rule in counseling that you can do is say, but here you go, you turn it back to the person, you say, I understand, but what can you do better? What can you do better in your response? Because we always have to turn it back to us. We see things from our perspective, okay? We see from our eyes, from our life experience, from things that we've walked through. And so we're, you know, many people, listen, many Christians, let's just be real, are operating out of, out of a place of pride right now. They think they got it all figured out. I will tell you the worst thing in ministry that you could ever do is think you have all the answers. The day that you think you have all the answers, you are messed up, man. You are messed up, okay? You gotta go back to the Lord and humble yourself because we never have all the answers and we never have it all figured out. In fact, uh, Dr. Billy Graham said something which I really appreciate. He said, we are ever the student until the day that we die. We are always to be teachable. We're always to be teachable. Mentorship, elders, being in the word of God, being open to the Holy Spirit, allowing the Holy Spirit to minister to us. Be teachable. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. He will lift you up. The minute we think that we have it figured out, we've missed the boat. We've missed the mark. We don't have ministry figured out. We don't have it all figured out. We're learning. We're walking this thing out. We're on our faith journey. Now, it doesn't mean there aren't some theologians or really smart people that have studied the word of God that know it better than we do or, you know, that's great. We need that. You know, people have dirt, certain giftings and callings and thank God for elders and pastors and teachers and, you know, people that know the word of God better than us that can teach us and help equip us, right? I'm all for that. But the minute we think we have it all figured out, we miss the mark. So here's the deal. 
When somebody's hurt or offended by you, they, they're probably walking in the spirit of offense. They might. Or you may have legitimately hurt them. You may have legitimately done something wrong and maybe you didn't realize it. But either way, when you eat humble pie, you cancel the assignment of hell. You just go to me and say, you know what? If they're willing to talk and not be mean-spirited, not yell at you, not accuse you, they're not out there vicious, they're just genuinely hurt. We don't want to be someone that's genuinely hurting somebody. Friends, what's the point of that? We're supposed to be operating in the fruits of the spirit, right? Kindness, love, long-suffering, gentleness. You know, we want to be operating in these things. We want to show the love of Christ. What is it? The greatest commandment is to love the Lord thy God with all your heart. But what's the second? Love your neighbor as yourself. You know, love your neighbor. You know, we've got to learn the love of Christ. And in order to do that, even when we don't think we're wrong. Oh, hello. I know somebody's getting this right now. Even when we don't think we're wrong, if we can just humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord and say, you know what? I'm sorry if I hurt you. I'm sorry if I offended you. And you know what? That was not my intention. I love you and I bless you and I'm for you. That breaks the assignment of the enemy. Does that make sense? It breaks the assignment of the enemy. And this is what we want to strive to do because the enemy, listen, you got to look at it from the world's perspective. They're watching the church and many people are looking and they're, and they're looking at the world right now and they're listening to people like me and other people that are out there and they're saying, maybe I should give Jesus a try. Maybe, maybe this whole Christian thing is real. You know, they're, they're seeking and they're trying to figure this thing out. And so they're sitting here trying to figure this out and then they're watching <laughs> they're watching the Christian community and here we are blah, 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 in, in fighting with each other, arguing with each other, calling one another out, attacking one another. How does that look, my friends, to the world? Well, shoot, I don't want anything of that. Those people are nuts. They're arguing with each other. That's not what we, we want to be a good testimony. And listen, none of us are the, 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 the you know, the police you know, that's, oh, I'm the, I'm the doctrine police. You know, now, if there's a false doctrine, we call it out. That's fine. You know, and we, and we put the biblical uh, scriptures there, and, and that's great, you know. But it's, 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 a, it's a delicate balance, friends, because there's a lot of offense. There's a lot of infighting. There's a lot of uh, the, the enemy is seeking to divide the church, you know. Um, obviously, I, I, you know, I gave a word last year. I just reposted it last night where I do think there's a separation of the wheat from the chaff. I do think the Lord is doing that. That's a big portion of this season right now, is a separation of the wheat from the chaff. So there is a big element of that going on right now. And that's good. That's a good thing. God is refining his church. He's getting us prepared for his return. Uh, he's coming back for a church without spot nor wrinkle. So, you know, get, get the fake people out, I say, right? Root them out, expose them. But for the real people that are trying to do this, we're not perfect, okay? We're trying our best. We're doing what we can. We're, we're, we're dying to our flesh daily. We're going into the secret place. We're doing all that we can. But we've got to be kind to one another. We've got to be approachable. We, we've got to be, we can't just think that like we're beyond correction or we can't think that like we've got it all figured out and we're the end all be all because that, my friends, is pride. And pride comes before a fall. And so we always have to be teachable We've always got to be looking to be that device of unity when possible. Don't unify for the sake of unifying. But with the real ecclesia, with the body, do your best to unify. Find the areas of agreement. Be a device of unity. Be a peacemaker. Show the Holy Spirit in what you do. Because remember, people are always watching. I can't even tell you 
Listen, I know I have a little bit different perspective than some people, and again, let me reiterate, I am not better than anybody. But what I'm saying is I have this unique calling in ministry where I get a lot of letters, and people let me know what they're feeling and what they're seeing. And let me tell you this, friends. There's a lot of people that write me, and they say, you know what? I have walked away from the Lord, and part of that is because I was hurting the church. I mean, a lot of people that tell me this, and they give me these stories, and it's like, it's legit. Like, yeah, they were hurt. Like, you know, I mean, if what they're saying is true in these letters, people did them dirty. And I, I, it hurts my heart to see this. It hurts my heart. But you know what? I've been in the church long enough to know this stuff does happen. That's why the concept of eating humble pie. We may think we did nothing wrong. We may think it's not, you know, like what in the world? I'm completely, and you may be 100% correct. Listen, let me tell you, a lot of the times when I eat humble pie, I really am not wrong. I mean, you know, I've gone to my elders and people and, you know, theologians and people in the seminary and I say, hey, look, this is what I'm saying. Is this doctrinally sound? And they say, yes, Pastor Todd, it is. I don't, you know, I say, well, is there anything I need to repent of? No, Pastor Todd, there's not. Okay, but you know what? If, if, if one is down, you leave the 99 and you go after the one. That's what Christ did, right? You leave the 99 and you go after the one. If one is down and they're saying to you, I'm hurt by you, what in the world is the problem in saying, you know what? I would never mean to hurt you. That is not who I am. That's not my intention. I love you in Christ. If I hurt you, I repent to you. And you find that way to bring that one back if they're open. That's powerful, my friends. That's what we need to do. Because you know what? There's so many people that are hurt. We don't know what people's life experiences are. There's certain things that are triggers Okay, that, that you may not even realize that trigger them because they have an experience that they walk through in their life that we have no idea or understanding about, but to them, it's a big deal. And so when that trigger happens, it like, woo, okay? And people don't understand. So you're sitting here from your perspective, well, everything I'm doing is right and everything I'm doing is perfect and whatever. No, that's not Christ's love because maybe that trigger is, is very painful for that person. And so with Christ's love, we go after that one and we and we... We eat humble pie. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? It's important for us to get this because this is how the body fights the division because the enemy is an accuser. The enemy seeks to divide. He wants to divide the remnant. He wants us pinned up against each other. He wants us going after one another. He wants one ministry after another ministry and all these people coming against each other. And that just is a total discord. And then what happens? The work of the Lord is not accomplished because we're distracted. And that's exactly what the enemy wants. Torment distraction, division, contention. These are all things of the enemy. And we've got to be wise to these things. because, And we always have to, it's about our heart. You know, what, what's the status of our heart? Stop worrying about the status of that person's heart. Okay, Is, what's the status of our heart? That's what goes back to the counseling, okay? People come in, I mean, I'm telling you, they got a list of 30, 40 things that their spouse did and they're just so justified. And honestly, maybe the spouse did a lot of them. Okay, but what I always try to do is say, but what can you do in your response? And we don't like that. You know, what can you do better? How can you respond better? People don't like that, but here's the, here's the thing about it. Okay, here's the thing about it. I'm gonna tell you something. To the other person, I'm saying the same exact thing. To the other person, I'm saying, hey, listen, your spouse is saying this and you're, and you're saying this, but what can you do? You know, I'm gonna tell you one more thing here and then I'll take some questions, okay? But I think this is good. I think it's important. I think the Lord is leading this. We cannot be distracted, friends. 
We cannot be distracted, okay? And uh, look, you know what? Facebook, let's, let's, let's use Facebook as an example. They took away my ability to go live the last few days, okay? Obviously, I mean, my live streams are being suppressed, okay? You know, we can see that in the numbers of viewership. But you know what? Am I gonna be distracted by that? No, because why is this? The Lord is in control, isn't he? Do I not believe that the people that need to hear this message are gonna hear it? Do I not believe that the Lord's hand is on the ministry? Because guess what? This isn't my ministry. See, a lot of people say, my ministry, my ministry. The Lord gave me this ministry. And the Lord can take it away at any moment. This is his. It's not mine. And let me just say this too, because I know a lot of people that deal with this like pressure. There's so much pressure in the world right now. I got to build the ministry. I got to build the, I mean, we do got to build the kingdom. Building the kingdom is important. It's part of the great commission. But the Lord will, if you're showing up like Isaiah in Isaiah chapter six, if you're saying, send me, I'll go. And you're showing up and you're saying, Lord, here I am, send me. Okay, and you're doing everything that the Lord's told you to do. You're showing up, you're doing the things that the Lord's called you to do. You're not burying your talents. You're not burying your gifts. You're showing, you know, if you're doing everything that you know and you're wondering why your ministry hasn't grown, don't worry about that. I'm gonna tell you guys, sometimes the Lord is building our character. Sometimes the Lord is building our character so that he's preparing an infrastructure. If you can preach to five people, two people, 12 people. That's what Jesus did for most of his ministry. 12. He poured in. It's not a numbers game. Okay. It's not a numbers game. And sometimes we have to have our tent making job while we do the ministry. That's okay. It doesn't mean you're not a real minister. It doesn't mean you're not real. It doesn't mean the Lord doesn't have an anointing on your life or a calling on your life. How many times have I seen it, including in this ministry, which again is the Lord's, not mine, for 20 years, friends, we struggled for a while. Oh yeah. See, some see the glory, but they don't know the story. Okay, we struggled for a while. Many, many struggles of trying to pay the bills, you know, trying to keep the lights on. I had to work like two jobs plus the ministry for a while, okay? Living in California, listen, the rent is expensive out there. You know, we were doing everything we can, but we knew we had a calling. And so for a long time, that was the way it was. And then one day, the Lord did it. It wasn't marketing. It wasn't anything that I did. It was the Lord. The Lord said, okay, I'm going to span your territory. It just came out of nowhere. It was his timing. And he increased. And that's what he'll do in our life. I am a testimony of that. Just be obedient to what the Lord has given you to do. Don't compare yourself to others. Don't worry about followers. Don't worry about building your ministry or your name. That's what I mean when I say certain things. I'm not saying we don't have a name. I'm not saying we don't have a ministry. I'm just saying like, be focused on the work of the Lord. You can't go wrong if you do that. If you focus on the kingdom and you focus on the work of the Lord, he's gonna be with you and he's gonna open the doors and he's gonna, this is his, it's not ours. I mean, yes, it's Todd Coconato Ministries. Well, I say that because somebody's gotta be able to find me online and you know, somebody's gotta be able to, you know, there has to be a ministry name and I do have a name, I'm a person, you know, but what we mean is that we're about the business of the Lord. He gives and takes away. He anoints. Listen, if tomorrow the Lord decided to take this all away, what am I gonna do? Am I gonna force it? Am I gonna sit there and try to prop it up with my own strength? No. It's about the anointing. It's about obedience. I can't sit here and prop this thing up. There's nothing I can do that would prop it up. Does that make sense? Nothing. There's nothing I can do to prop it. If the Lord takes away tomorrow and I gotta go work somewhere, and do something else, you know, do valet for cars. I don't know, who knows? Work as a waiter, 
If the Lord takes away, he takes away. I'm going to be obedient to continue to walk out the calling no matter what. And that, that just defeats the enemy. It defeats the pressure. Like you have to make something happen. You do not have to make it happen. Does that make sense? So, okay, I'm going to take a couple questions. Thank you so much for, for hearing me out here and uh, just, you know, wanted to get these things out there today. But I am going to take some questions and just appreciate you guys. So I don't know how much I can see here, but let's see. Um, if you have a question, if you have a question. A lot of people are just saying yes and agreeing. Uh, but let me know. Um, somebody said charismatic renewal 2021. Yes, sir. Yeah, the Lord is, you know, and we got to remember, there's no denominations in heaven. There's no denominations in heaven. People say like, oh, I'm Baptist or I'm Pentecostal. Well, we want to be spirit filled because I think that's important personally. Uh, I, I just can't imagine not being filled with the spirit. That that's, is supposed to come when you accept Christ. It comes into your heart, right? So that's what happened in Acts chapter two. I, it's hard for me to understand how you're a believer and you're not filled with God's spirit. Uh, some people believe that, but I think that would be a great detriment, you know? Uh, so Melissa, you said, my daughter, Emily, she's very sick. She got dangerous shots and the shots burn the inside of her stomach and she can't keep nothing down. Please pray. Yes, let's pray. Lord, in Jesus name, we just pray right now uh, for this precious uh, daughter, uh, Emily, Lord God, we pray that there'd be a quick healing. You say, by your stripes, we are healed. And so we agree as a remnant community that this will be swift and quick, that your angels are around her, that your spirit will touch her right now and there'll, there'll be healing in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Uh, Diane, you said, I always share your post uh, so you are reaching more people than what shows. I agree, Diane. I, that's why, you know, who cares what the number? Who cares? I mean, I'm glad there's as many people as there are on, right? That's, it's not about that. It's just not. Uh, Christiana, good to see you. Uh, you said, it's not us, it's him. That's right. Be faithful. He lifts up. We do not need to make it about us. I so agree with that. I love your heart and we are in absolute agreement, you know. The minute this becomes about Todd, I hope the Lord yanks it from me. I really do, because it's not about me, you know? Um, let's see here. Uh, somebody said, uh, I do apologize. Sometimes I thought you were preaching was not right. I told one of my friends, God send the prophet because it was a starvation. God send the rain when man of God prayed. Yeah, look, you know what? You, uh, well, thank you for your apology, and uh, you, you don't have to apologize. You know what? I tell everybody, and I will tell you the same. Go to the Holy Spirit because there's many voices that are saying many things right now and we need to test the spirits. The Bible says test the spirits. So what you do is you say, hey, is this pastor real? Is this pastor legit? Is this pastor speaking the word of God or is he speaking out of the flesh? And if the spirit tells you that, that I'm speaking from the flesh or that I'm not you know, in, in alignment with the Lord, then, then walk away. That's what I say. Um, so thank you. Um, Diana, you said, I'm so glad I found you for my pastor. Well, that is a blessing and an honor. Thank you. Uh, I was away from the Lord for many years because a pastor that hurt my son. See, this is what I'm talking about. And, and me, because of what was said, you brought fire back into me. Well, praise God. I mean, I really believe it's the spirit in me and God has brought us together for a time as this. And that's uh, very humbling. And I'm, I'm, thank you, Deanna, for that. And I pray that I can be uh, that person in your life and, and bless you and, and we all grow deeper in the Lord, right? Isn't that important? I mean, I think it is, especially in this hour that we're in. It's a, it's not a time for half-stepping. It's not a time to be in the mushy middle. And I think we all agree with that, right? Uh, I will probably have to uh, do that come home January. Okay, we're praying for you, Veronica. Um, Jamie said it makes sense. Audrey, good to see you. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. Um, 
Melissa, please pray for my daughter, Emily. Okay, in Jesus' name, we're praying for Emily. I think that's the one we just prayed for, right? Uh, let's see, Maureen, you said, you have a constant battle for years and you forgive repeatedly and it keeps coming back. Can't I forgive and walk away and pray from a distance? Maureen, I absolutely agree on that. Let me, let me talk about this right now. Some people in Christianity, and we're gonna do a full teaching on this, okay? But they think like, you know, if you're being abused or, or you're being physically abused or mentally abused, that you can't walk away. And I would tend to disagree with that. I think you can separate yourself from the situation. Now, of course, people are gonna say, what does that mean I can get divorced? That's something you gotta pray about, ask the Holy Spirit and find, I would say, you know, somebody to counsel you and walk you through this. Um, you know, a Christian counselor or somebody that's a, a person that's going according to the word of God. Uh, if you want me to be that person, reach out to me. Uh, but the thing is, is that, you know, each situation is different. So we got to kind of walk through this. But the thing is, like, a lot of people feel that, like, there's just no time that you can ever get divorced. Or if you do, you're going to be condemned. We need to walk away from that as a Christian community, okay? There are times in the Bible that it says you can be divorced, okay? And if you've got divorced, don't, that's, listen, if you got divorced, you've got, you know, an abortion, whatever. Listen, you hear Christian people and pastors talking about these things. Well, of course, I'm for marriage. I'm for the sanctity of marriage. Of course, I'm going to fight for your marriage. Of course, I'm going to contend. Of course, I'm going to battle. But there's certain situations that even the Bible says it's okay. And you know what? The bottom line is like, throw those things in the sea of forgetfulness. If you've moved on, it's a new season in your life. Ask the Lord if you've done anything wrong, just repent before him. Go before the Lord. Get your heart right and move forward because God is a forward moving God. The Bible says there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Jesus Christ. And I don't think that somebody should be staying in a situation, whether it's a marriage or something else. You know, it doesn't mean you get divorced, but you know, separate yourself. Maybe go stay with your parents or a friend. If you're being abused, you got to remove yourself from the situation. Don't sit there and be a doormat. Don't sit there and just get beat up every day. No, no one intends that for you. That is an assignment from the pit of hell, especially if it's physical abuse. Okay, now does that mean that that person that's doing that can't be restored or renewed? Of course they can. You know how many people I know that have abusive past that came out of that and got delivered, thank you, Jesus, and they're now on the path of righteousness so the Lord can restore. I've seen so many amazing restorations in relationships, marriages that we prayed for and the Lord has restored. But whether it's a marriage or a friendship, it's okay to separate. You have my permission and you know what? You have God's permission. I'm not talking about divorce. I'm talking about separating, getting yourself out of the situation if it's abusive or it's, if it's dysfunctional or if it's toxic to where your safety is in danger. Do you hear what I'm saying? And I'm also talking about if you have a friendship or you're not married and you're in a relationship and you're thinking about maybe marrying this person, this person's already abusive and they're already mean-spirited, they're already attacking you. My goodness, you don't want that. We're, we have enough warfare in the world. That's a red flag, my friends. Just like if you're in a, in a friendship and the friend is taking advantage of you, or you don't have to just sit there and take that. And I'm so sorry if somebody's told you that you did, but you don't. Okay, you've got to separate yourself from the situation. Then you call upon the name of the Lord and you ask the Lord for wisdom and discernment. You seek wise counsel. You go to the word of God. You go to the scripture. You see what it says and you go from there. But separate yourself from the situation when possible because you don't want to be sitting there in that abusive situation. I see it so much and it, it drives me nuts. So <laughs> sorry if I'm a little passionate about that. Um, yeah, let me read some other uh, questions here. Uh, thank you, Sandra. That means a lot. I really appreciate that comment. Thank you. And Glenda, it's so good to see you. You said, what does the scripture say when you're tried many times to forgive someone? Yeah, I think we just talked about that one, right? Okay, sorry. The, the comments are weird here. 
I see the same one sometimes. Uh, Athenia, you said, praying for you and your family, your mom's protection against the enemy. Thank you so much. We always could use prayers. Listen, we're not perfect. We're far from perfect. But we're trying real hard to do this thing right and to be righteous before the Lord, to be kind, to be loving, to be devices of unity. You know, we got a lot of pressure. Pastors have a lot of pressure on us right now. There's a lot of warfare, especially someone like myself that, you know, is really kind of on the front lines here in the country right now, standing for so many different areas that other ministries, unfortunately, are not. And again, I don't need accolades. I'm not trying to get credit. I'm not trying to, you know, put myself on a pedestal. I'm just saying it's, I mean, would you agree with that? We are doing that, right? And there's a lot of warfare. And a lot of times I can't say publicly what's going on because it would probably just cause more problems. And so I just maybe put out there, hey, I need prayer or whatever, because I don't want to be like I'm better than other people. See, I think there's this problem in the Christian community where people are like, you know, they, they, they pretend like everything's always perfect. You know, you ever seen that? Everything's always perfect. You know, well, no, it's not. You know, and I think that's really messed up a lot of people because they see these pastors and they just think, you know, nothing's wrong in their life. They don't have any challenges. They don't have any problem. They're just, they got it all figured out, right? And then all of a sudden you see the person fall or something happen. You're like, what the, what in the world happened? Well, that's because they weren't transparent. I, I believe in transparency. To me, I just say, you know what? I'm not saying I tell you everything because I don't want to cause problems. And sometimes things are delicate and you can't just share the whole thing. But, you know, I want you to know I'm a human being. <laughs> I'm a human being. I got my share of challenges. I got my share of challenges. And, and how silly would it be for me to pretend like I got it all figured out? No problems. No, I am not too big or too prideful, thank you, Jesus, please keep me this way, to show you that, yes, I struggle too sometimes. But this is how we overcome. This is how we fight our battles. This is how we fight our battles, right? In prayer, in supplication, going to the Lord, having a victory, putting it before the saints and the elders. This is breakthrough. We've got to stop pretending that we're perfect we're not perfect. If any leaders out there pretending they're perfect, they do not have it all figured out. I'll go back to what I said earlier. The minute we think we have it all figured out in the ministry, we better go back to the Lord and, and get right because we don't. Does that make sense? Uh, somebody said, uh, how do I answer the questions? Is, is the unfound tribes in distant land that hasn't heard of Christianity going to heaven? Great question. I love, you guys have the best questions. Can I just say it? the best question? I love this community. Okay, here's the deal on that. God, listen, I don't know if you've ever seen the testimonies, maybe on Christian TV or something, but there's people that are in the Muslim world that there's no minister, no one's ministering the gospel in their area or whatever, and the Holy Spirit just reveals himself. Jesus reveals himself, okay? Jesus revealed himself to me. Jesus reveals maybe to some of you. God will, will give you an option. He never is going to give you no option to come to know him. The Bible says, seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be open. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. If somebody is seeking the Lord, I believe they will find him. Okay? If somebody is seeking truth, I believe they will find Jesus. Okay? If somebody has a heart for righteousness, I believe they will find Christ. God will reveal himself. I fully and wholeheartedly believe that. Why do I know that? Because I've seen it happen many times. They'll have a dream They'll have a vision. Somehow the Lord will reach them because he goes after the one, okay? Uh, let's see here. So somebody, uh, Maureen, you said, this isn't divorce. I'll thank you for clarifying that. Uh, it's a toxic family member. So here's the thing. In family, it's very difficult. I deal with some of that, okay? We have some people in our, you know, extra family, you know, out there, uncles, you know, uh, aunts, uh, you know, second cousins, people that are out there. 
And they don't always agree, and sometimes it gets toxic. Love them, pray for them, but you don't have to associate with them. You don't have to get beat up. Now, sometimes in a holiday gathering or something like that, you know, you're going to be in the same room with them. Do the best you can to diffuse the situation. Just, you know, kind of be very careful with your words. They might attack you. If they attack you, don't get into it with them. De-escalate as much as you can. Um, you know, try to find some type of common ground if, if able. But the best thing to do is just de-escalate, separate yourself from the situation if it gets toxic um, the best that you can. Okay, but the key is, it goes back to what I was saying earlier, especially if they're not in Christ, it's probably a demon that's coming after you because, you know, Satan is the accuser of the brethren. So are his demonic, you know, angels. I mean, they're demons. So, so they're out there to accuse you. So sometimes I'll be doing, I'll like literally just show up da, 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 at a family gathering and then all of a sudden somebody just starts viciously attacking me. I'm like, what in the world? And maybe it's not a family gathering. Maybe it's somewhere else. Viciously start, what? I just got here but they don't like Christ in me and they don't like Christ in you. And you, what you're doing is you're ruffling the demonic in them. You're literally, uh, what's happening is you're coming into the room and you're bringing in the Holy Spirit and it brings conviction upon them. They're not going to admit this, but they are struggling with the conviction that you bring on them. And so just by you being there or by what you stand for, okay, it brings conviction and therefore they manifest. They manifest, okay? And that's where that's coming from. So, you know, pray for them. Show them the love of Christ. If you need to separate yourself from the situation, do so. You don't have to be abused. Remember, it's a demon. It's most likely a demon that's attacking you. And just don't, the biggest thing that the devil wants to do is draw us in and get us to be vicious and mean back because then they can accuse us and say, ha you're supposed to be a Christian, but look at what you're doing, okay? That's what the demons want you to do. They wanna, they wanna accuse you. You ever notice that? It's never about what they do. They can do 50 million different things, but you do one thing and you're the worst person in the world. That's what they want to do. Does that make sense? Okay. Uh, somebody said, can you recommend some good soaking music? Um, yeah. You know, um, honestly, if you just go on YouTube and, and, you, and you put in soaking music, there's some really good ones on there. The key is, you know, make sure it's not new age or mystic or one of those types of things because there is uh, certain music that is that. Uh, but, you know, look for something that's Christian. Um, and there's a lot of people, some of them are just independent artists and people that just put up some powerful stuff. And the main thing is our heart. Like, we're entering in, you know? So if the, if the music is it's just some, like, you know, patch in the back and there's no words, you know, if you're entering into the spirit, that's the main thing, okay? Um, you know, because a lot of times it doesn't even have a word. You know, it's just a patch or, you know, a keyboard or something. But the key is, is that we're entering in. So if that helps us, and I think for me it does, when I put on some good soaking music and I just get in the presence of the Most High, it helps me. It sets the tone. It sets the mood. It helps me enter in, um, you know, worship. I start worshiping, crying out, calling on the name of Jesus. That's the key, if that makes sense. Um, what else? Somebody said, uh, mental abuse is just as bad as physical. Yeah, mental abuse is horrible, horrible. And, you know, I just, I've seen too many Christians over the years be like punching bags and just think that they're just supposed to just sit there and allow that. And I will tell you, you're not. Okay, you don't need to sit there and take that. Separate yourself from that situation. Don't allow somebody to beat you up. You're not a doormat. Have respect for yourself. Know your identity in Jesus Christ. You're not meant to just be walked all over and, and treated that way. Okay. Um, yep, a lot of you guys are saying it's worse. I agree, yeah. Appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Thank you for everybody saying the kind things here. So glad you're passionate about this. 
Yeah, Judy, I am. I am. I've been through too much of this stuff. Uh, I believe pastors have the most challenges. Yeah, it's, you know, people in ministry right now, we're, we're in a real big battle. Uh, somebody asked about my wife. So let me tell you about my wife. Um, she, uh, there's different kinds of wives. There's like, you know, in ministry, there's like the wives that are like right next to you and like you're both A-type personality and you're both kind of like, you know, in it. And I love that. I think it's awesome. I call it a power couple, okay? And there's a lot of people like that. My wife likes to be behind the scenes. She's powerful. She's a blessing. She is precious. She's smart. She's beautiful. But she is not somebody that likes to be public. And I respect that. And to me, it's a great balance because she's got plenty to say. And she's great on one-on-ones. And she definitely tells me what I need to hear when I need to hear it. Keeps me balanced and focused. Uh, but she's just not one of those people that I don't consider her like the front and center. Now, maybe someday she will. Um, I don't know. But this is the way the Lord has brought the dynamic of our relationship. So I'm not saying that she's opposed to going live, but she's kind of more of like a back behind the scenes. And I've seen a lot of pastors that have wives like that. It's not my, I'm not telling her to be behind the scenes. She doesn't have to be. I'm cool either way, whatever she wants. You know what I'm saying? But I respect the calling on her life and she's a great person and hope that makes sense, right? Uh, but great question. Um, let's see, you say, uh, sometimes you have to walk away and love from a distance, amen. That's right, that's right. Uh, demons see the light in you, that's true, Brenda, you're right. Uh, I had the same experience yesterday, I felt like it was demonic. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Parks, that's what's going on. Uh, I like soft instrumental music that lets me pray my own way, yep, me too. Uh, Levi, yep, you got it, yep. Uh, Joe, uh, not spoke to my stepson in over a year, two grandbabies now due to a bad nurse. Oh man, uh, don't know how to pray about this. Let me tell you, Joe, that's a tough situation. I'm seeing far too many people going through that. I'm so sorry that you're going through that. Um, there's a lot of people going through that right now. All we can really do is pray. It's a spiritual battle. And uh, you know, the enemy wants us discouraged and it is, it's very disheartening. It's very discouraging. It's painful. And I want you to know, I understand that pain and, and you are, you're not weird or, or anything wrong with you if you feel pain from it because it's hurtful. I, I'm just talking to somebody yesterday about something very similar. And um, you know, all we can do is pray for a breakthrough. You know, we don't wanna get like combative or argumentative as much as possible, try to avoid that. Uh, but it's a spiritual battle. You know that I'm probably preaching the choir right now. But the best thing you can do is just pray for the breakthrough. Be as kind and available as you are. You know, like if, if there's an open door, you know, be available. You know, sometimes somebody will put out a little olive branch and we don't see it. You know, if they put out the olive branch, you know, give them that open door in love, in Christ. We don't know why they, they, they you know, there's a lot of propaganda. A lot of people are listening to CNN, MSNBC, all these, and they literally feel like, you know, you can't even be, I mean, I don't know what situation you're dealing with in particularly, but I'll tell you, there's a lot of families that are saying, if you're on Vax, you can't even come to the, to the holiday gathering. I mean, what in the world? Can you imagine how ridiculous that is? But yet people are saying that and it's painful. And I can only imagine as a grandfather or father, you know, you're not even able to see your, your family member. I mean, it's like, what in the world? This is an assignment of the adversary and it's gotta be fought in one in the spirit. And so I'm gonna be praying with you, my friend, uh, for a breakthrough in this situation. Um, you know, you said you got two grandbabies and, uh, you know, so I think with your situation, it's more about the narcissist mother um, uh, you know, but something unforgivable, that's horrible. I'm so sorry that you're going through that. What we're gonna do, Joe, is we're gonna put that on our prayer list and make sure we cover that situation and please keep me posted. 
very difficult. Uh, many of us are walking through very difficult challenges. And I'm just going to be honest, sometimes there's not like an immediate answer. I know we, you know, we all want like an answer. And, and in that type of situation, there's not like an immediate fix. And that's because it's an assignment of hell and the devil wants us discouraged. The best thing that we can do is just work on our heart. And I've seen so many times over the years where like, you don't think the breakthrough is going to come. And then all of a sudden one day it's like, boom, there's a breakthrough because of prayer and fasting and because it's a spiritual battle. And so just keep being the man of God that you are doing what you can and, uh, you know, try not to let it torment you, but I'm going to be praying with you for a breakthrough in this situation in Jesus name. Okay. Uh, very sorry that you're going through that, my friend. Um, somebody said prayers for all the children alienated from a parent in a Stockholm syndrome. Uh, dear Lord, protect these children. Yeah, the children uh, are under attack. The enemy is trying to come after the young people. You know, he's trying to come after the children. I mean, even in, you know, my little daughter, uh, sometimes she'll get on YouTube and she's watching like VeggieTales or something. All of a sudden some crazy ad comes on. And if we're not sitting there watching everything, you know, then they're being indoctrinated. They're coming for our kids. And so we just got to be mindful, warring for them in the supernatural and the spirit, warring for them, praying over them, teaching them the ways of the Lord, speaking the word over their life. And here's the other thing. The biggest thing, and I think Wiz, uh, Wigglesworth said this, Wigglesworth, he said that, you know, we can speak with our mouths and, 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 and teach people, you know, the truth. But the biggest thing that people are looking at is what we do and how we act and what we do in our life. And the kids are watching us like a hawk. They're like little sponges. And they're watching if we fight with our spouse. They're watching if we're mean-spirited. They're watching if we're truly living for the Lord or we're not. So we need to be very mindful of these things because a lot of it is our actions and not just our words, right? Um, Diane, you said, I need your words uh, to say to anoint my bedroom door, okay, uh, by pastor uh, oil because my home is chaotic. That's so good. I'm glad you asked that, Diane. Here's what I would suggest. Take some anointing oil if you can or just some oil. And, and put it on the, around the room. Just put it around the room or around the house and start praying in the name of Yeshua, praying in the name of Jesus over your room, over the house and say in the name of Jesus, Lord, this is your house. We, I invite your Holy Spirit here. I invite your presence to move, to work. Lord, we de declare this is yours. This is uh, anything that's of the enemy. We pray that you would bind it, that you'd get it out of here. Um, and you just start speaking the word of the Lord. You can even speak scripture. And just speak scriptures, you know, write a list of like 10 or 15 things to anoint your house, scriptures, and, and just start speaking the scripture out over the house. It will make a world of a difference. I'm telling you, I've seen this happen so many times. Uh, people pray over a territory. They, they, they go down the streets with people from the church and they pray over the city and the Lord starts breaking through, you know, because again, we're taking the territory for the kingdom of God. And, and what's, what's bound on earth is bound in heaven. What's loose on earth is loose in heaven. So we're exercising our ability in Jesus Christ and the tools that he's given us. Amen? Great stuff. Great stuff. I hope that answers your question. If not, please email me. Anything that I haven't answered, you know, or you still have questions, go ahead and email me. I know I'm behind on my emails. I'm so sorry. I've been a little bit sick. Um, but, you know, I'm getting better. Praise God. Uh, let's see here. Uh, my stepson is a pastor of a church now and still not in my life. Uh, for almost 10 years now, practically raised him and around him for over 25 years. Even worked with him at one time, love him to eternity and back him and his brother so um, to stepsons no longer in my life. Yeah, you know, so many of you guys, uh, Patricia, are dealing with this, you know, where, where you, you know, you're estranged from a loved one. And, you know, the best advice I can give on this is it's got to be fought in, in prayer. 
and just you know fasting and calling upon the name of the Lord and asking him to intervene because these are these are assignments of the adversary of division. This is one of his biggest weapons. I mean, listen, he's trying to do it with ministers. He's trying to do it with ministries. He's trying to, you know, infighting and all the stuff that, I mean, it's junk. It's a bunch of nonsense. But, you know, we got to identify this for what it is and be the bigger man or the bigger woman and say, you know what? I see what this is. The battle is not flesh and blood. This is a principality. It's a stronghold trying to divide and you start breaking it. I know I'm preaching to the choir right now probably, but, you know, I believe that you have that authority in the name of Jesus to do that. And I'm going to be praying for a breakthrough in your situation. Don't lose hope and, and don't let the enemy discourage you. And that's to everybody listening right now. The key is not to lose hope. The key, we don't lose until we give up. If we surrender or we give up, that's when we lose. Until then, we are still in the game and we can win and we will win. And sometimes we're closer to the breakthrough. Let me give you an example. When the Soviet Union fell, and uh, you remember Eastern Europe and, and the wall in Berlin, you know, right up until the time when the wall fell, people didn't think that the, the Iron Curtain was going to fall. But there was, honestly, there was cracks in the foundation and things were coming, you know, apart, but we couldn't see it until that wall physically came down. So that's what I believe is happening in many of your situations right now. Even though you don't see it in the natural, your prayers are, what they're doing is they're cracking the foundation, they're breaking it down, and that wall, in the name of Jesus, is going to fall. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you speak over the situation, speak life, and in the name of Jesus, say that wall is going to fall, that division is going to break, that assignment of hell is going to be defeated, in the name of Jesus, no weapon formed against me shall prosper, I am more than a conqueror, hallelujah, devil, you are a liar, get behind me, Satan, in Jesus' name. Telling you, it's warfare. It's warfare. Um, uh, somebody said, yes, I fell for this the other day. I was taunted and lashed back. It happens to the best of us. It happens to the best of us. And so we just got to continue to repent and, and do our best. And that's all we can do, right? And you're right, Tammy. We win in the end. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise your name. I just want to praise the Lord right now. I think there's some breakthrough that's happening right now in the name of Jesus. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty in the spirit of God to the casting down of strongholds. Hallelujah. Jesus is good. He is king. He is our father. No weapon. We've got to remember, it's not some weapons. It's not five weapons. It's not two weapons. It's no weapon formed against us will prosper. We are more than conquerors in the name of Jesus. We will continue to press ahead in victory because that's who we are in Jesus Christ. You guys agree with that? If you agree, shout amen right now, wherever you're listening. Listen, this was kind of long. Uh, if you have additional questions, please let me know. I'll put up a post later uh, and maybe we can talk about some of these things on the next show. But I wanted to thank each and every person for your prayers, for standing with this ministry, for not giving up, for pressing ahead. We are on the winning team and we will win. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Love you guys. Bless you. Hope you enjoyed this. We'll talk to you soon.